Welcome to the all new podcast, Results Show. I'm Gebo. Mick McGraw. Mick. Kip. So it's Monday night. Yeah, we're here on Monday. No coincidence that a certain team lost and you're here on a Monday. Um, a certain <laughs> person lost. A certain person? Oh, we'll get into that later, yeah. So, we start, Lades do. One all, Nathan Haynes scored. I think that's two points dropped me. Yeah. Should be beating Bolton, I think. Okay. But, tough conditions, weather was horrendous again. Oh, yeah. Hard to play for us here now. And <coughs> we were unbeaten. Unbeaten the yeah. weekend, yeah. Game was called off. I'll take the unbeaten run to start with. We had a really good piss up our Christmas. But it was meant to be night, wasn't it? But it was day. So, yeah, we had an enjoyable day and night. Yeah, took a few of the lads out who were all playing the National Cup, didn't you? Uh, no, I never took anybody out. The, the grown men, if they choose to go out and enjoy themselves. and You went and met an RP on our keeper's pub. Yeah, because he's a part of my team. He was never going out, and then because you turned it to earlier, he went out, and then was last home. I never turned it to earlier, did we? He was just, you're not going to stay until six o'clock, are you? You're getting on it straight away, aren't you? But all good, all good. So where we start on Chester? Chester League again. Prem Division. Start of Unitor. Do they give us a match report? No. Mm. They never give us one, have they? Paul from Charlie, though. Unitor back in league action came up against a Brazilian session Alex. Unitor ran out. 3 2 winners in tough conditions thanks to goals from Danny Whitehead, Degger Taylor, and Jamie Mearns. Ashley Reid hit both goals for session in the second half. Game of the day saw Wagon and Horses run out victors over Beb, Beb Kelmer in a 14 goal thriller. God, did he put? Just keep 14 goal thriller. <laughs> We were laughing at an A5 last week, so they had to do it. Wagon 8, Kelmer 6. Just don't know <laughs> Possibly one of the craziest football matches we will ever witness, but one we'd like to forget, especially the first half. Coming into the game, Kelmer were in full confidence after last week's win, but an awful start saw them conceding three goals in the first ten minutes. Fucking hell. A response from Andy Noonan, Noonan was immediately cancelled out with more poor defending. Seeing 3-1 turn into 4-1. Then 4-1 became 5, 6 and 7 just before half-time. The home side took advantage of major error from the counter defence and went into half-time. Deserved leaders. 7-1. Got to be winning the sister that, surely. Doesn't say. A quick changeover and Kelmer started the second half well, scoring two goals in quick succession from Andy Simpson and another from Andy Noonan. A poor pass back fell into the wagon forward who slotted home to kill the game at 8 3. How can you kill a game? The game's dead at 2 7 3. However, Kelmer kept coming back and full back Danny Jones ran onto the ball in the penalty area and rifled in Kelmer's fourth. The fifth came shortly after from the head of Andy Blakeborough with 12 minutes remaining. Danny Jones once again found the ball in the penalty area and volleyed the ball into the back of the net to make it 8 6. Costa. 12 minutes ago, fullback got two. Unfortunately, time ran out and Wagon took their chances well in the first half and defending with their lives in the final 10 minutes. A game of two halves and possibly the worst football and conditions in a long time, but both teams provided the character to go right to the end. What are you thinking of when it goes 8-6? When you've been 7-1? Oh yeah, with 12 you've minutes been, ago. 
you're asking the ref aren't you how long oh, it's you, 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 you say in 12 minutes you're thinking fucking hell 7-1 all time you think it's one win whether it was win the sister or not you think it's one don't you 7-1 seven, seven should be enough imagine I mean I don't know what to think as a manager you set, what do you say at half time keep the same again lads <laughs> and then it just goes like imagine you never got the 8th 7-6 12 minutes ago Fair play, that's a great game, that. Yeah. The goal scorers for the Wagner was Leon Whitley for Sam Henry two, Ellis Moore and Jamie Gill. Blake and Youth remained second with a four two win over Shasby Youth, whose goals came from Tom Taff and Ted Hughes. No goal scorers for Blake and Um Run Call Sports Thirds came away with a fine seven nil win over Chester Nomads Thirds with goals from Ben Wright, James Bignall two and Tony Murphy. Chris Ho, Ryan Smith, Billy McGee, Ben Smith, and Matty Redmond. Two were the scorers for the Hoot. No. Not that many. They must be all the score, <laughs> no? Here's the report anyway. Hoot and three, Neston and one. So, some extra scorers on there. Oh no, I've read that one. It was just the goal scorers with the um, goal scorers for. One call but it was all it hasn't stopped all it, all yeah. so it goes a good win for the Hoot on Saturday we went one down early on which woke us up after a very poor start we equalised through an own goal just before half time a great cross was diverted into the net by the de- Neston defender we created chance after chance and were sloppy with our finishing in the first half we scored again after 15 minutes of the second half and after a few early subs we went from strength to strength dominating the game and keeping the ball really well. A brace for Redders in a brilliant performance for him. The conditions are the worst we've ever played in. Danny Cross went blue at one point. <laughs> Overall a good second half and a terrible first half but another three points and on to the wagon and horses next week. Man of the match, the gaffer. Oh. On to the wagon and horses. I wonder how many he's going to be in that one. Good competitive league, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. Well, units are offline in there, though, aren't they? Yeah, <coughs> and they're keeping it up. Fair play to them, they're keeping it up. The weather decimated play in the Championship Trophy League with only one game surviving. Jesus. It did not disappoint, however, and produced a classic with Port Sunlight Nomads, winning by the odd goal in 13. <laughs> Harley Price. Harvey Price. Land Finn. Lead the way for Portal Night with three apiece with Callum Leach adding the seventh. So, doesn't. 7 6. 7 6. 7 goals, yeah. 7 6. That's class. Some goals in that league. Yeah, so we go to the Vets League Division 3. Volts beat Great Sutton Vets 3 0, no scorers provided. Another great game took place between Queen's Park Vets and Crossway Vets. I have a. Report. Report. Tell you what, there's a good amount of games on there, to be fair. Yeah, there's more than what I, I thought there would be. This is a big one, this. Queen's Vets, seven. <laughs> Fucking hell. Crossway Vets, five. Weathers played, have it. We looked to get back to winning ways and got off to a great start when Dotty put us 1-0 up inside five minutes. Dunny made it two before Scholes. He scored the third. And, and in poor conditions on heavy shafts pitch, we, we were playing some decent football. We can see the goal which could and should have been avoided as Crossways made it 3-1. Then Reeves gave us our three goal cushion back and we went 4-1. Up. 
Again, we conceded another poor goal before half-time as their MOM, Lucas. Yeah, as their man of the match, Lucas scored to make it 4-2. And with us having to come out second half and shoot uphill with the wind, with wind against us, we put ourselves under unnecessary pressure. Second half started badly for us as Crossway got it back to 4 all. Early on, as going uphill in, the, in that weather was now making difficult difficult for us the lads battled through and again got back in front with further goals from Dotty, Reevesy and Andy to give us the win our quality came through in the end but definitely made hard work of it ok have you spoke to anyone about it this week is anyone unhappy or did he no, no. ride with it with victories no no one's here contacting me I think Speedy's here he's been quiet hasn't he you know, was obviously yeah. He had the vote of confidence off the Queen's of committee. I've won't get one, one defeat this season. I know we had a bad year last year. But no, well done on keeping your job speed. By the way, I got a phone call over that. He took the bite. Oh, he took the bite. Oh, you see, but he, he sex <laughs> me as well. <laughs> That's it. That's a short one, isn't it? That's Chester done. Chester's well done and dusted. We've got, got to, uh, we've got in the West Cheshire. Well, I think we've got a few in the West Cheshire, to be honest. Not, not. Just think the lot of games got played. Okay, the West Cheshire League flag bearers Cheshire Lions and Bootle Simmons both neg- negotiated their L Liverpool Challenge Cup second round hurdles after pulling up the rug from under FC Bernie Mays and the Frames respectively. Danny Mulville and Mark Baines made the score sheets in Lions two on success while Saints progressed Casey with Solzy go- goal from Dylan Westerside. No goal for Stewie Jackson again. No. Plays every week as well. I spoke to him on Sunday. Did he win 1-0? 1-0. He said 1-0. He said he had 35 shots. And I said, you're not scoring. I said, how many shots do you have? He said, about 20 of them. He goes to. In the West Chester Shield first round, it was a thumbs up for Putin Royal, who overcame local rivals, Putin Vicks Reserves. Got. Oh, was that the replay as well? Got the report. Oh, was that the, the last week's game? Yeah. As, as, as usual, it's another little one. Not like you, Tom. Hi, lads. Matthew Paul from Putin Royal. Following on from last week's abandoned shield first round tie versus Putin victory saves, we managed to complete the fixture this time round. Last week's game was called off midway through due to extreme wind. This time around, I don't think the wind was quite as strong, but the overall conditions to play were much worse. The wind was strong, cold and constant, with the rain and sleet added to the mix, and the pitch cut up more and more as the game went on. But credit to both sides and the ref for completing the game. We attacked uphill in the first half with the wind behind us. It was hard for the Vicks reserves to play out of their half, but they continued to try to play to feet when they could. We had a lot of the ball in their half, but struggled to make it count with the final ball over hit at times due to the wind taking it too far through. We got the breakthrough towards the end of the first half, winning the ball in the final third and Ryan Slater coming onto the ball to bend it nicely into the far post. The second goal soon followed when a corner floated in, turned into a bit of a scramble inside the six-yard box, and Tommy Carroll managed to force the ball into the back of the net, 2-0 at half-time. Both teams ran to the shelter of the changing rooms, in brackets recently reopened by the council. Thank goodness in this weather. I know you need it, don't you? Didn't know it, didn't know that opened any. And I have to say, it's the first time I've ever experienced a full team talk taking place inside the showers 
with the lads taking turns to get under the hot water in full kit. <laughs> Wasn't it not, not wet? So the second half meant we had to play into the wind now, and Vicks used it to their advantage by playing longer into our half, which led to them pulling a goal back. A second ball picked up around the edge of the box was fired in a goal by Vicks, Dylan Doyle, which flew, flew straight past our keeper, Luke Brady, and didn't give him a chance. We, react, we, we reacted well and quickly restored our two-goal lead when a nice little passenger play started by Louis Jones at right-back went into midfield. <laughs> then through to Ben Howitt. You didn't get it, we He's putting brackets out to do it properly, like, I remember now. Who took it past his marker into the box and finished the move with our third goal of the game. This felt like the vital goal, and so it proved to be. Shortly afterwards, the victory series were reduced to 10 men through to injury and lack of subs. Then 9, then 8, and I think they may have only had 7 by the time the game finished. Jack <laughs> they were injured, or just cold. Please. Alex Lowe completed the scoring for us with a close range finish to make the final result 4 1 to Poulton Royal. We now face a really tough next round tie in the new year against unbeaten Sutton Athletic in the quarter finals. On the Division 1 scene, 2012 champions Asheville upped the ante in the, in the race for the title and went four points clear at the top as they won 3 0 away at Raynal Town. Josh Malden, too, and Ben Greenall on target. Snuck, snuck in. The, that, that goal for Renner. Having their celebrations with the moment about. It's all, uh, you know, the, that, that point made them. Obviously, the points ahead now, wasn't it? Um, Maisie Royal had to settle for a share of the points for a second week in succession following a two-all stalemate with third place, Cape and Villa. Yeah, got a report. Maisie Royal 2, Cape and Villa 2, game of two halves. 2 0 at half time, and it could have been more with goals from Liam Driscoll and Kieran Cartwright. But I always knew Cape was still in the game as they had some decent players, especially going forward, and so it proved with them scoring at the beginning and near the end of the second half. We never really got going second half and 2 all was probably a fair result. Atrocious conditions for both teams. Disappointing run of draws for the lads but still unbeaten and bang in there on all fronts. Man of the match, Jimmy Lulbrook. Yeah, as I said to you before, I'd rather lose one win one. Yeah, to bet the extra points. Fuck your unbeaten record. It's all about points, isn't it? It doesn't matter being unbeaten. Don't get me wrong, if they go on and win it, Unbeaten, that brilliant. It's an achievement, that. It is. It's a real achievement. But I think if you're off a cliff now, five defeats on a title, you snap your hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah, easily. But I think these last couple of weekends with weather and that. Well, that's how many. Been a lot I think every, every report mentioned the atrocious conditions. Uh, right, tells me Port Town's bid to avoid relegation received a timely boost after efforts from Joe Hayes to Ashley Watling. And Tom Merrill anchored the Southwood Love 5 4 3 over fellow strugglers, Aston Villa, and he's back. He's back. Van Gelder. Van Gelder got two. And Joel Jackson. Oh. Foxhall Motors Reserves were driven to despair at McGull. <laughs> that, that, oh, before that. That was the 7 0 result, inspired by Jay Hubertic. Favourite goals from Charlie Taylor, Robbie McDonald, Nick Kerr, and Conor Rankin complete the total as Motors suffered their heaviest defeat of the season. Big defeat, that. Coming through a bad time, you know. Big Carl Murphy played. For. Our Did he? Uh, Didn't this one of 
somebody we know plays centre half for you. Yeah, the, the oh. man that we do not name. How's, how's he ended up centre half this season? He's played in the middle for the Rock, mm. and now he's back to centre half. Won't be long before he's in goal. And he's played goal for us. Madness, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, they're going through a bit of a bad time, but hopefully, didn't get through it. Marshalls went down 2 1 at home to Prescott Cables. Sam Dahl and Brad Paddy for Prescott Cables and Joe Davis from Marshalls. Division 2. Pace Setters, Marine under 23s with goals from Kyle Campbell 2, Harrison Warden, Darren Bannigan posted a 4 0 result at Runcorn Sports, and as a result, opened up a three point gap at the top. Promotion rivals, Liverland Remaker. Scored through Keenan Hughes, Jamie Alty and John Green, but re- but replies from Will Ward 2 and Keenan Manan ensured visitors, Mossley Hill Reserves shared the points. John Maguire 2, Jay Lyle and Niall McHenry by the goals of South Sefton Bullets secured their sixth win of the season after beating Raynell 4-1. Phil Dixon scored for Raynell. Division 3, a Sean Weaver hat-trick was supplemented by efforts from Matt Hall as Division 3 leaders Sutton Athletic eclipsed nearest rivals Runcorn Sports reserves 4-1 and raced six points clear at the top. Steve Butler obliged with the with the visitors' consolation and it was a day to remember for Cape and Villa reserves. Matt Hickman, whose four-goal salvo inspired the side's 5-0 route of Ainsley Villa reserves a favourite effort from John Britton capped off a dominant performance. Jack Bond, Keenan Butler Butler found the net for Groves, who overcame next to neighbours, Ellsbury Port Town Reserves 3 2. The visitors had John Skipsky and Jake Thornton on the mark. Respective goalscorers in Nestor Nomad's 3 0 nail biter with Maisie Harps, where Joe Payne, Ollie Dutton, and Connor, and the hat trick from the visitors, Thomas McGreevy. And that is us for the West Cheshire. Just having a little look at that first division now. Asheville played 12, 31 points. Mersey Royal played 11, 27 points. Four points of a game in hand. Cape played 15, 27 points. McGull played 18, 27 points. That's ridiculous, that's seven games more. Bootle played 11, 25 points. Bootle have gone to fifth by playing a county cup game. Obviously, I think it was a with the draw last week as well, down. They were top of one, one week, weren't they? Yeah. Bootle. Sure, they were top one week, but they're down to fifth. Obviously, they've got games around. Mossfield Athletic tw- played 12, 23 points. Eight points off the top. Been done before. The others aren't getting beat, though, are they? That's the no, point. that's the. For them, the, I mean, that's the. They'd point. have to have a major winning streak. Have, have any of these top teams played them? Play Mossley Hill? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm sure they have. But I don't know. Let me have a little look. They've drew with Cape, Mossley Hill. Do you know what? That's it. They haven't played none of the top teams. They haven't played none of the top teams. <laughs> so actually, they have got a chance, haven't they? If they can pull results out. Especially now everyone's on points, aren't they? Obviously, Ashville have only 2 1, I mean, lost one, but. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Saturday anyway. So we go to Sunday. Six games. Six games. Aye. I think that's just six. I hate this bit. But we're 
reading out how it's written, haven't I? Come. A very early Christmas box for Doc as they earned a superb 3 2 win at Mellon Victoria, a Kirby Leisure Centre in the long awaited return of the FA National Sunday Cup. Doc AFC started brightly and created some good chances, but it was the hosts, Mellon Victoria, that took the lead against the run of play. Doc got back into the game with a deserved equaliser through an Adam Hughes headed goal from across from Hayden Cooper. At the break, it was all square. Doc started the second half and sim similar to the first half as the stronger side. Hayden Cooper's shot was well saved, but the loose ball fell to Jack Kelly, who made no mistake. Midway through the second half, Mellon had a huge shout for the penalty turned down. Josh Donnelly put the game beyond doubt with a fade from close range. Mellon did hit back with a second goal in the dying seconds to make it the final score 3-2 to the holders of the Ryan Giggsy Atherton Premier Division trophy and secure their place in the draw for the second round that is scheduled for the 16th of January. It's a big win that. Yeah, it's a good win. Um, I'll go into that, we'll finish there before I go on the Barley Cup, but it'll be up. We've got video footage from someone, haven't we? So yeah. Some video footage, so we'll edit it and get it up this week. Yeah, I think, obviously I spoke to Joe Sunday morning as well, obviously to wish him luck. By the way, Joseph, you're a disgrace. Put me out there. Why? No report again. Busy man. No. You're on, you're on the bus, you're on the car on the way out. He's excited, isn't he? Yeah, I spoke to him on the Sunday morning, wish him luck, and obviously with the very one morning, about four or five of them, do a few. Yeah. Um, I said to him, that's probably what you need is a big game like that, I think. When Sometimes you it is, yeah. Any win in the Nationals is a good win. Doesn't matter who you play them, but when you're playing them Scousers, it's, it's, it's even better to beat them in it. It is. They've got a tough, tough draw now. Winner of Home and Bargain in the Camby. Can can't be the holders. Yeah. It's tough. But at home, Got to fancy yourself, haven't you? No, yeah, you can have a go. Oh, a depleted Queen's Park side dipped out of the competition at the first hurdle for very heavy 6-1 home reversal to Mayfair. So I was, I was there. I actually helped Danny out because I said depleted, we did have a few missing. But I don't, well, I'm not saying I don't think it wouldn't have made a difference. They are very very good. The interchange, the play, communication from them. Mid the fullbacks run into midfield, you know, like City do. <laughs> Honestly. And because we're so young and we don't communicate, we couldn't deal with it. 2 0 at half time, and if I'm being honest, it could have been more. But, go in, have words, and, you know, Danny got them fired up a bit, and they went out and they had a go, second half. And the disappointing thing, they didn't dominate second half the way they did the first. But they scored. We give them a shit goal to go 3 0, and then we get one back. And to be fair, we're in the game. It's We're not getting dominated like the first half. We're in the game. And I've actually said to Danny Brooks, because I'm helping him out from the sideline, they had a free kick, and I've said, Danny, after this, you go up. You know, let's go. 3 1, you got to go for it, haven't you? He says to me, how long? I say, seven minutes. 
they take the free kick short, passage a play and score from it, and then you score two more, seven minutes, three goals. Tough that, isn't it? Tough, but it'll be good for the young lads. There's a few good young lads at the Queen's area that'll help massively. Yeah, I think, I think you know, all bands aside, you can only get better from playing in games like that, playing against better players, but they, better teams. i tell you what, they're good. Not just say they, it could have been five or six at half time. They, the, it's how they play. They interchange their positions and they just do it so fluently. I haven't seen that at, at Sunday level. I've seen some good teams played against good teams, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, be, in, be in test and see where they go but talking about the Sunday Cup just before you go on to that just not against obviously got told this did, did certain player leave his bag or his bag went to the Lake District yeah he left his bag in his mate's car and at about an hour before the due to meet very he's un- asking for boots very unprofessional that yeah, he's asking for boots. He ended Before up, a National Cup game? He ended up playing in my son's boots. Your son's my boots? My son's boots. Oh my God. Who was that? Your mate. That was my little mate, wasn't Your it? Wade Sword, Wade yeah. Sword. How did Wade play? Done alright. Done alright. Three positions he played. Started sweeper. Three, five, two weren't working. He went to left back and at half time he went in the middle. Okay. And he never got booted. Congratulations, Wade. Which t- it is, so congratulations. Well, do you know what? It's not, you should have got pooped. Well, I have had this conversation. You know what? Here's another Liverpool game. There wasn't one head to head. There wasn't one moan. People faces. One moan about a tackle. It was the nicest game I've ever witnessed. But when you've got young lads. Yeah, got... you, you can't give it that, can you? No. But as I was saying, it's meant to be a national cup and the regionalising again. Now I know I know we're out, but I don't like the team and all that. We all know that, but I, I actually feel sorry for the doc going through getting another scout team. I, I I totally agree with you. Now. I just think it's a disgrace. Yeah. You know what? Your Vauxhall team are travelling every other week, aren't you? Right. The Vars, you travelled up there. Most of the players who were playing in the Sunday Cup play do that on a Saturday anyway. You can let people travel up to the North East or to Yorkshire. It's not a major deal. I just don't see the point. I really don't in in playing. In having a national cup that's only you know what, be national in the last eight. Before. I mean, even it's like a Merseyside cup at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's and like you've got to win a Merseyside cup to go and play. To go and play in the national. Yeah. It'll be, be the last eight, won't it? The last eight. And that's where it'll be. Like. How do you put something up on Twitter? How do you? Semi-finals. Semi-finals. Put up before. Yeah, but obviously not. probably not. There isn't just four areas, is there? So the area will expand in each round. Oh, yeah, but it'll still be regionalised, won't it? Because, like... Shit, that. You're not going to play a team from London. So, basically, only one... Only one <laughs> North-West team can go. One North-East team. One Midlands, stroke Yorkshire somewhere, and one down south. So basically, you're not going to have two, two scouts teams no. or a Birkenhead team in, a, in the semi. Poor that. I think they're doing on purpose, mate. Yeah. So, we continue. Division 1 High Flyers, Bushel Grange Athletic, secured their place in round three of the Tony Oulahan. League Memorial Challenge Cup. 
You've got a report there, haven't you? I have, yes. One second. Was messaging me last night. Saying what? Darren, telling me about it, and then messaged me this morning to tell me how wasted he was when he was messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> tough game in, in very tough conditions. Rivica won. Bushels won. Both teams only had 11 men. Some disgusting excuses for not turning up. The game started with Rivica having most of the ball. The Bushel defence and keeper kept us in it. We slowly got into the game, only for Rivica to score from a set-piece on 30 minutes. Poor defending on our part, but 1-0. Bushel kept grafting away and it didn't look like we were ever going to score. Second half, Ben Evans was played through on goal, 1-1, one -on -one, guaranteed goal, but the, the referee stopped it because the defender went down holding his nose. <laughs> Hashtag head injury. Lads were frustrated but didn't give up. The breakthrough came in the 85th minute, Liam Sidholm with a 70 yard pinpoint ball. Plays Ben Glover through on goal, all square, one all. Game goes to Penn's Dean Fleming, Ben Evans scoring our first two, and then Liam Sidholm steps up and takes the worst penalty I've ever seen in football. <laughs> but it didn't matter, as keeper Harley Morgan saved all four of Rivica Penn's. Now, now, have you seen the Penn's? No, they have to. On Twitter. Are they? Bushels will put them on Twitter. Who misses for Rivica? No. Not again. Yes. Not again, Crossy lad. Yes. Oh. The lad loves missing penalties. I'm going to put it out there now. Stop taking them. Yeah. Do you know, obviously, he couldn't get subbed off this game. I'm going to say, get subbed off. He didn't have no, either team didn't have subs. But yeah, stopped. Be in that game, I think he finished with 10 because somebody got injured. Be the 10 penalties take across. Stop doing it to yourself. But fair play, four saves. Saved all four. Well done. But if you go on Bushel's Twitter now, all penalties are on there. I'm not watching Crossy's pen. I'll have a nose at that later. New Ferry Rangers shot down JPL Jets. Cal Lavelle scoring for the Jets, 2-1. And the David Keith Tracy Cup and find themselves in the hat for the last 16. Just two league games beat the weather. One from the Premier Division and also one Division 1 clash in the Hoolands Baconhead Sunday League. Neston Nomads came from one down to take the spoils. Good team goal from Rhys Kerr got back on level terms but it was last minute smash and grab header by Connor Horrigan from a free kick to earn all the points despite Lancel and Glenhaven hitting a post who deserved at least a draw. Have you seen the goal? No, was that up? The winner. Scenes. We'll have to share them, then we'll have to share all this. Pilton Vic Sports and Social had Kadir Mohammed, Dan Price and Jay Little on the score sheet with a fine 3-0 win at Lions FC in Division 1. And that's us. Now, I would have liked loads of rumours. No, we haven't got many, have we? This week, but I've had nothing through. But what I will say, now I won't name the team, the source, or anything, but I'm going to throw in somebody missed a game on Sunday because they were taking the dog to vet. And they've got a woman. What's your thoughts on that? Shock. I don't get it. What's up with this generation? I planned my son's birthday around the football the weekend. I'm going to be honest, my missus never even, it wouldn't even come into conversation, I know. 
she wouldn't even she wouldn't even mention it she'd just say I'm taking the doctor back do you know why because you've done it from day one you've set your stall out when you were when you were young and you met her haven't you yeah but I think you're doing this now and you want to stay in football and you want to become a manager or a coach or anything you set your stall out early with them I don't what I will say as well not defend anyone because I, I'm obviously doing it but Covid's killed it all oh yeah give them too much time with the women didn't but have you got any rumours no no uh, get us some rumours in I've got one question what how can one lad be on the team sheet for two teams playing each other in the match programme playing each other yeah in the match programme he wasn't on both team sheets he was on in the match programme named and not get a minute for either (laughs) Paul Byrne yeah but he's I've spoke to him about this yeah he's it's not him it's not him <laughs> but he knows all their team does he uh, yeah he played with Vauxhall with them all but yeah bit of a short yeah podcast just trying week. to make stuff to <laughs> sorry it's short but weather's killed us and I think it'll kill us again next week it could well do but I think next week we'll get we'll get Bernie on eh to give us his mid-season report yeah we'll get Bernie on the next couple one and one or the other for our mid-season report but we will be asking you to send some stuff in for our mid-season report if you've got anything you want yeah, to yeah get say anything about. in for next week because next week the weather's going to hit as well and it'll be the last one before the new year yeah good luck everyone